The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Starting with a muted cough. Let's carry that on all the way through the, yeah, the muted, episode. A muted cough, so nobody heard it. No, we, we all just, so got I just to looked, see it. I just went like that on screen. Yeah, like. Hey yo! <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> Hello, Magsy. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? I haven't seen I'm, your I'm, face in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, mate, hasn't it? It's been a little while. Yeah. Because you were poorly yeah. sick, weren't you? Well, yeah, that's because you'd uh, brought up some horrific, uh, life-changing memories for me in a, in a secret recording. But... Don't be a fucking mouth. <laughs> Don't stop making me feel bad. Come on, man. No, I, 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 was, I, was, I was poorly last week. So yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't available. But I'm, I'm making it today. I'm powering yeah. through. I'm really excited because it's weird because we miss a week. And then by the time we come back for the second week, when we come back, like like today, I get all silly and daft, and i got my silly head on, eh? so I'm all excited and daft. It's like when a wrestler goes away for a decade, and then they come back, you you, you just love seeing them. With me, you just need that week off, and That's then, <laughs> then you realise why you hate me in the first place. You're like you're like CM Punk returning again and then going away for a bit and then coming back again. Except <laughs> <laughs> I don't kick down doors and get people's dogs to bite other people. But yeah, yeah, that's not strictly what happened, is it? Let's but let's not dive yeah. into that now because people pick sides and everyone gets upset. And Sharon's on the show. Chris Master Sharon will be joining us shortly, and she's very much picked a side. And it could end up with us being you know divorced if we get into it. So um, win-win. <laughs> yeah, Sharon is very much a fan of the elite, and I hate CM Punk, and like to remind me of that whenever we see him. And and I cannot fault Sharon's uh, mindset there, because Punk is a knobhead. He is a knobhead, but he's my knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Good morning, wherever and whenever you'll be listening or watching from. This is the returning Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 126, I think, unless I've forgotten to change my little counter on my notes just there. You know, but you know, whatever. Uh, I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the RVD to my STD, get checked, kids. I'm joking. I'm fine. There's nothing. Never had an issue in that way. Never had an issue. Dream worked wonders. <laughs> uh, the heat wave. To my no shave. 
I take any of this off, my kids cry and my dog growls at me, Maxi. And I'm not even joking. That is a genuine reaction that I have That's in my house. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. It is indeed. A podcaster who, in all seriousness, after being the first guest on Safe Place Sessions, really is the best of us. And I fucking love you, mate. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing good. And... and- Talking of safe places, it was a, a, an absolute honour to be able to to go on there. It was almost like a therapy session in itself, uh, basically airing some of my dirty laundry. But as I said on the show, I did set a high bar. So if you want to be on an episode of that, you have got to have some major trauma in your life. <laughs> don't just come on with your little bit of, oh, my parents don't like me. It needs to be horrific Life altering trauma. Oh my god, you're such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really did appreciate it, mate, coming on recording the first episode of Safe Place Sessions. Again, everyone I imagine in the chat and listening on the audio version will know of this project. It is slow moving, of course, because there's lots of moving parts, lots of different people yeah. want to be involved. Um, we're all very busy anyway with our own projects as well. But uh, yeah, recordings are planned, recordings have been done, things are mo- you know, moving along. And again, if anyone wants to be involved, whether that's host an episode, whether that's be a guest on an episode, whether that's just join up with somebody else and have a just a discussion in general, reach out, let me know, yeah. and we will sort it, Mag Yeah, for, um, it's incredibly important. It was inc- it was important uh, for me to be on there, uh, knowing this what I've been through over the last few years, and to be able to to share my story. Yeah, so if you uh, want to be involved, definitely hit say up and and get involved because we're we're all friends here uh and the more we can talk about these uh these issues uh the better that life will be for us all yeah exactly mate exactly all about raising awareness and making sure that everybody knows that it's you know the best thing to do is talk and there's always somebody to talk to effectively so what do they the the youngsters nowadays slide in my dms is that the term (laughs) you are you trying to get divorced you're asking people now to slide in your DMs. Ah, uh, slide like that. Whoop, that. There you go. For the sake of those on the audio version, I just did a slide like that. And, oop, I know it fell off my chair. Um, <laughs> Maxie, who has joined us? I, I, mean, I am. I'm the epitome of cool. i got a T-shirt with my own name on it. Look, that's how cool I am. That's how cool that. you are. Look at that. It says, I can't and even... I can't. He's got another one. You can't see where Sharon sawed his name on, onto his label in the back. Oh, I got my I got my initials in mark pen on all my clothes in case I ever take them off anywhere. I don't I lose them. <laughs> right, let's get to the chat. Firstly, we've got Dan Griffin. Hello, sir. How are you? He's put there. Uh, uh, there have been multiple killer whale attacks all over the world at roughly the same time. Authorities suspect that they have been orchestrated, and he's oh. actually that's not even a joke. It is. I mean, the end bit I think is an attempt of a joke. Uh, but it is true. There's a, a pod of orcas off the the coast of Italy, and the leader, the 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 matriarch of the pod, was uh, hit by a boat about 18 years ago, and uh, she's made it her last vendetta to attack every boat that comes in her vicinity. Um, really? Yeah, like literally all the time. She's they they bite the rudders off the boats on purpose so they can't even steer away. So there's like a legit gang of basically big fucking fish going yep. around attacking boats, but not just randomly attacking boats for vengeance, for revenge. For, for revenge. <laughs> and the, the theory is uh, because uh, other attacks have started springing up like hundreds and hundreds of miles away. 
is that this pod of of orcas have actually spoke to other pods of orcas <laughs> and said, "Spread the word. We are we're kicking the shit out of these humans." <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. Oh, and also God. incredibly terrifying. Well, it is a bit. I, I always mocked. Was it Jaws Four, the one with Michael Caine in it? Uh, yeah, I think so. That the the whole theme was that the the baby shark was coming back because the bloke had killed his mum in Jaws yeah. One or something. I always thought that was ridiculous, but this is this is actually happening. Orcas have have memories, and they 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 do hold grudges apparently for eighteen fucking years. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, so. <laughs> That's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, next in the chat, uh, King's Pig Bladder. Uh, this is a local podcast for local people. We'll have no trouble here. Yeah, we, we definitely don't want trouble, but we do also want people to watch. So <laughs> it's global localization here on this podcast, mm. I think. If you're not of this planet, then we don't want you here. Well, I mean, aliens are also, are also welcomed. Yeah, no orcas though. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't we? Sad does not speak for all of us, Mrs. Orca. I don't want attacking next time I'm like on a on a a boat. Jesus, Look at you getting worried you're going to get attacked by a whale that might somehow have a subscription to Spotify and hear this show, <laughs> or, or be watching live. And oh yeah, that's, that's mental. Obviously, that's much more likely. How silly I am! <laughs> Next in the chat is uh, Sharon, who we'll be seeing uh, in a in a couple of minutes, and she says it's Monday night. You know what that means. Also in the chat, Connor. Hello, and I've got a board to pick with you, which we'll get to later on, Connor. But I hope you're having a good day, sir. Um, Dan Griffin says, "Sar starts off by bringing up a hairball. Lovely. I mean, it's all class. Just mm. class from the the very first second, and Top then." Class. Sharon, multiple um, uh, replies there with Team Elite. Yep, same here. I'm absolutely Team Elite. CM Punk can go beep, 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 because Charlie's <laughs> also in the chat as well. So hello, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. I censored myself for Charlie. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin says, killer whales are the masters of being dickheads. And <laughs> okay. he blames Dora. She's been speaking well and saying, fuck them up, lads. Yeah. Instead of just keep swimming, fuck them up. Dora, Connor, the explorer. Oh, no, that's Dora, what? isn't it? Dora, the, the fish from Finding Nemo. Oh, the blue one? Yeah. yeah. She's got a memory like mine. Yeah, but she learned to speak whale. Oh, did she? When she spoke like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clearly you've never seen uh, Finding Nemo then. Which I have, missed out a on. long time ago. Connor says, F the humans, or <laughs> Orca Wales, probably. <laughs> I don't think there's no probably about it now. They've they've played their cards very quickly. Uh, and Charlie congratulates me on censoring myself. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate yeah. that. We should always, you know, even though we do go live at nine and there's always a disclaimer, it's you know 18 plus or whatever, we must appreciate that we have some younger ears that tune into the show at times. So we definitely should chat. never say... Yeah, like Scottish Danny. Hello, Danny. Young man himself. So we need to be cautious as to what words we use and never say anything like fuck or anything like that. That's definitely a no-no. And the C word. Oh, my word. My wife will get very cross if I ever say, nope, never mind. <laughs> wow. Your, your daughter is in the chat and you're saying the C word. I didn't say it. 
I, I, I edited myself. You did. I did indeed. I did indeed. But we have a lot to get on with on this show. Mr. Mags, are we going straight to Mags v. Sai? Are we bringing in Quizmaster Sharon? Or is that we something are. else? There is no, unfortunately, guys, there is no chicken news at all. Nothing. The chickens are just doing chicken things, laying baby chickens for me to eat, but no new chickens as of yet. So we're going straight to Mags Visa. <laughs> No. Indeed. Hello. Hello, quiz mistress. Quiz mistress. Quiz mistress. Hello, quiz mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. That sounds How like a safe enough? word. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Perhaps we should have a safe word for this show. When we get like three questions in and we're realizing this is going down like a lead balloon, we should have a, a safe word just to stop. Could it be no. cunt? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> in the tone of the show. Jesus wet. Okay, I thought I'm you like, were the classy one of the pair, Sherry. <laughs> you obviously don't know her very well. <laughs> How are you, my love? Uh, since you know, ten minutes ago when I last saw you, I'm alright, thanks. <laughs> yeah, got that out your system? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. No, I'll probably, probably call that. it you later. <laughs> Yeah, between now and bedtime, I'll probably give you 10 reasons to use that word. <laughs> but there we go. Such is married life. Um, today's Mags v. Sai is about title belts that are changed design, Magsy. Have I worded that correctly? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was about um, custom and redesigned title belts. Uh, we were talking before we went live and realized that neither of us had done any research whatsoever. I can't even remember the five questions that I've came up with because I sent them over to Sharon last la- uh, two weeks ago, whatever it was, a week ago, two weeks ago. A week. So, uh, I, weren't, I weren't off for a full fortnight. It was only a week. It's been two weeks since I've seen you, hasn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Last, was it Saturday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, because we recorded, yeah. Brilliant. You're a great therapist. Cut me off. <laughs> minute. In fact, the second the, the, the recording ended, you cut me off, and now you've forgotten it even happened. Amazing. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I you clicked stop recording. You clicked stop recording the same time I tried to click stop recording, which meant that I hung up. It's not as bad as what I did a Scottish Danny when we recorded Nitro Nights. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to press mute. to Something I've done 20 times every show I've recorded. Tried to press mute so I could have a go on my vape whilst we were recording. Hung up on him instead. You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> not what you told me. You told me it was boring the ever-living shit out of you. So you cut the, cut the call. That's exactly what, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm wearing a t-shirt with Danny's name on there, let's see, just to apologise to him, let's see. To make it up to him. It's all backwards, I can't do it, there we go, Danny. It's not on the screen, it says Danny forwards on it. There we go, there you go, yeah, okay. Anyway, we should get on with Mags v. Sai, shouldn't we? We should. Okie doke. Sharoon, 
over to you. Mr. Max. Hello. The Big Gold Belt debuted oh, as God. the NWA world title in February 1986. Ric Flair was the current champion, but who was Flair's first opponent when that design debuted? As if I know any of this. Um, it's actually pretty straightforward if you think about the event. I mean, the, there's two names that popped to my mind straight away. Sting, obviously, because he was a, a, a career rival. But I think I'll go with Dusty. Dusty Rhodes. Is that your final answer? It's the wrong final answer, but yes. <laughs> it is the wrong final answer. <laughs> the answer is Barry Windham. Yes! Get Super Barry! <laughs> Super Barry. It was I think it was Battle of the Bouts it was called, and Flair and Flair and Wyndham went like forty five minutes and got five stars from Meltzer and all sorts. I can't remember anything Barry Wyndham's ever done in his career. So apart from being a stalker. <laughs> the thirty third best ever Barry in wrestling. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Let's get on, shall we? <laughs> Mr. Sai. Yes. The Ultimate Warrior was known for having coloured straps on his title belts. What colour was the strap when he lost the WWF title to Sergeant Slaughter at the 1991 Royal Rumble? Oh, man. Okay, it's either white or light blue. No, it might be that mauvey purple colour, actually. Like a lilac-y purple I'm going to go with the lilac-y, purple-y, mauve colour. You are correct. Yes! <laughs> Shithead. Pre-recording, <laughs> 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 I think that that might be the one that you get. Ah, okay. The only one. I wish I'd dropped one of the other questions. Mm -hmm. See, I'm intrigued now as to what Sharon asks you, because like I said, I can't remember my own questions. <laughs> Yo, you don't even know the answer. Try to answer your own questions. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Mr. Mags. At Hell in the Cell 2011, Cody Rhodes introduced a new design for the Intercontinental title bout. Mm -hmm. But who was he made to de defend it against that night? <sighs> I remember the title. It was the 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 bastardization of the classic Intercontinental one, which I, mm. I cannot stand because they the call it, lever, wasn't it. Yeah, they call it the classic one, and it's not. It's not like not like it at all. Um, <laughs> okay, obviously touching. Two thousand eleven. <laughs> let's go with Rey Mysterio. You are incorrect. What a shock. The answer is John Morrison. Oh. See, I, that's Johnny TV. Like Johnny Nitro. Johnny Elite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Sai. Yarp. John Cena introduced the concept of spinner titles with the US spinner belt. When he dropped the title, it was quickly reverted to the previous version of the bout. Who did he drop the title to? 
holy crap um i whoa. uh that's what we're talking there uh, i don't know i'm gonna say maybe i got no idea it's gonna be an absolute punt he beat jbl for the top world title didn't he so it wouldn't have been jbl i don't think it's not the big shows i don't know is it <laughs> go on i'll go big show no it's not <laughs> the answer is Orlando Jordan. You were so close. Oh. Okay. I, I, I'd never in a million years. You could give me a hundred guesses and I wouldn't have got that. You were inches close as well, though. Yeah. The cabinet was that group called? It was, yeah. Yep. Okay. Question three Mr. Max. Uh-huh. In 1992. WCW rebranded the old NWA TV title belt. Who was the last wrestler to hold the title before the change? 1992. Let's go with Lex Luger. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was the answer is Steve Austin. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> well, yeah, to get the right. <laughs> Warry Bindam. Warry Bindam, apparently. Dan Griffin in the chat says, no, it was not Warry Bindam. <laughs> Mr. Sai. Yep. Name the two wrestlers who had a custom hardcore title. Okay, JBL did, didn't he? Because he had those horns on it, I think. And is the other one... Oh, fucking hell, was it like a number plate? Tommy Dreamer? I hate you. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) You are correct. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) That's like 2-0 now. It is. Fuck, I'm losing this week. I don't think I've ever been in this situation. What two up? <laughs> yeah, the pressure is going to get to me. <laughs> um, question four, Mister Max. Oh, Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan famously spray painted the WCW World Title after winning it for the NWO in 1996. Who was his first pay-per-view title defense against after the spray paint branding? Oh, I'm going to say the giant. You are incorrect. The answer... I hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is Randy Savage at Halloween Havoc 1996. That was Which you can hear about. You can hear all about on Nitro Nights this Thursday. Where Sar cuts Danny off whilst he's talking about it. You're so close though because the actual the actual uh, match where he won the belt and spray painted it. That was big show we beat then. Ah okay, yeah. So literally like a month before. I've got my WCW timelines wrong. Oh, it's easy to do, mate. It's easy to do. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> so I can win if I get this right. Well, you've, you've technically you've already won. Have 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed. I missed my moment to celebrate because I didn't realise. Too busy showing off your uh, WCW knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Go on, and let's see what we got. Uh, Mr. Sai. Mm-hmm. Which pair of co-champions had a split title design for their reign? Okay, so when you say split, you mean like two half belts going together, yes? Because that was a ladies' title that did that, wasn't it? Was it the Divas' title? It would have been the Divas' title, surely. So I'm going to say... Oh, it was that one lass with the dark hair who I fancied the crap out of. What was her name? Um, has just started burning. Ah, Lay Cool, Layla and Michelle McCool. You have researched. I haven't. I haven't. I just remember the two. <laughs> it was, that, it, it was the woman's towel. It was that. Uh, oh, the woman's. Yeah. Not the divas. No. Okay. No. Why am I picturing the butterfly one then? Because that's not right. No, it's not. Okay. It's the classic uh, woman's one held right, by okay. Trish and Lita. Right. Okay. But your answer is correct, nonetheless. Three nil. This is a this is a walk. (laughs) So question five, Mr. Max. How many questions are left? This is the last one out of five, sir. We get it. You could win four nil. Okay. (laughs) Anywho. Um Max. One of your favourite title bout designs is the Intercontinental Bout with the red WWF logo. Randy Savage famously tried to polish the bout and wrecked the red paint, leading to a new design being made. But who did Savage win the title from? That is the... It was Ricky Steamboat. Was it? Wasn't it? Don't, don't take that as an answer yet. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Ricky Steamboat, I think. You are incorrect. Piss off. The answer is Tito Santana. Yes, it was. Why did I even think it was Ricky That's the famous I see you match, isn't it? I'm, I'm taking next week off now as well. <laughs> so, Mr. Sai, let's see if you can increase your win. Okay. I think so 4 question... is the record as well. I is think it? it is. Yeah, you could tie the record. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, question five. After his victory at WrestleMania 18... Triple H become the second undisputed champion and the first holder of the WWF slash E undisputed title belt. But which wrestler had their first ever world title reign with that particular belt? Right, so... Oh! um, Their first ever world title reign holding the undisputed... The, the the undisputed title when it was made into one belt. So Triple H won it at eighteen, lost it to I think Hogan. Hogan lost it to the Undertaker. It doesn't. I'm gonna. It's gotta be Eddie Guerrero. I don't want to be Brock. No way. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Eddie Guerrero. 
Is that your final answer? I think so. Yes. I think. Is it my final? Yes. <laughs> you are incorrect. Oh, fuck off. The answer is Brock Lesnar. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Me and Max both sat here like. Oh. <laughs> oh because when, when Brock won the title, he made himself exclusive. So it became disputed then. Yes, of course, because he, yeah, yeah, that that that's, when, that's when the Triple H was ha- yeah, Triple H was handed the the big gold. Yeah, in the limo, wasn't he on Raw and got in the car with Triple H to go off to SmackDown? Ah, oh, what a question, Maxie. That's fucking brilliant. Oh, so okay. close. Yeah. So oh, so three nil. I was, I actually yeah. saved my record. So that's I'll that's take that. Good. Oh, because I've actually won for once. So was it like five wanna... two to you or something stupid? <laughs> I think I think it's five three now. Or it could Ooh. be five two. Um do you want to have a go at the two questions that I dropped? Yeah, go on then very quickly. Let's have a go at So them. this one I think you will get, or you should okay. get, because it's your era. Um Okay. Who is the only person to have a picture of themselves on a WWF slash WWE title? A picture of themselves on the belt. Picture of themselves, yes. Oh my goodness! Um, I don't know. Wow, I regret dropping this now. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I still want to win because I got zero. You say it's my era, so we're all, you're thinking yeah. late eighties, early nineties, aren't you? Well, mid eighties, mid eighties, WWF title run, mid eighties. Who oh, would God. be vain enough to do it? Vain enough in the mid eighties? Oh, would it be Rick Rude? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, go on. I, I've got no idea. It's Hogan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. For about two weeks, he had a, a, a redesigned title with his picture in the middle, but the belt pinched Why? his the belt pinched his junk uh, when he was wearing it, so he didn't like it. <laughs> um, oh, I did. I had no idea. I've never heard that before. I'm gonna have to look that up. That's yeah, amazing. it's a horrible looking belt as well. Horrific. Um, and then the next one. The original NXT championship was stylized around a huge gold letter X. Yeah. But at TakeOver Orlando, the redesigned belts were awarded to the winners of their respective titles. So who was the first holder of the new version of the NXT title? I'm, my NXT knowledge is absolutely I've shocking. Drop the wrong questions. I'm fuming yeah, with myself. I'm totally, my NXT knowledge is absolutely shocking. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I wouldn't even know where to start. I, I can't, when I you say all this is something you'd know. Really? Yeah, this one. Yeah, because I can see the answer. So this is something I would have thought you would have known. I, I Honestly, I've got no... I've got no idea. I've got no idea. It was Bobby Roode. Oh, Okay. Right, and he, he beat uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. He did drop the wrong. I I was stumped. I got no idea. Well, you would have still won, and it was a well deserved victory. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. And thank you also to you, Sharon, for coming along and basking in my glory as I am once victorious. <laughs> and again, I say once, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. But thank you very much for your help again, my love, with Mags V. Sai. Have you enjoyed Always yourself? Appreciate you, it. Always enjoy myself, my love. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, Have you learned all anything? friends in the end. <laughs>
Uh, I will speak to you very well. Hopefully see you in about a quarter of an hour. When you drop him a cup of tea off through his new little hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Again, thank you so, so much, Sharon. Love you a bit. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Amazing. Well done on your victory. Cheers, mate. It doesn't happen very often. I don't really know what to do. <laughs> Shall we, we die? We could quickly uh, move on. Yeah, that could be that. a thing. Yeah, let's dive in the chat and see. What, I think the chat is going to be just people shouting out random wrestlers' names trying to answer the questions for us. To be honest, random wrestlers and some wrong answers. Dan acknowledging that he got one wrong with a swear word, which we we don't condone here on Chain Wrestling. Uh, Johnny Asda. <laughs> I don't think Johnny John Morrison would shop at Asda. I think he'd be a little guy. Johnny Little. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Bargain. Nah. <laughs> Johnny Waitrose. But yeah, not many money. Um, Scott Selly says that beautiful US title design, the, oh, the spinner one. It was so horrific looking. Mm, it was garish, wasn't it? it very much it was garish. Was. Wary Bindam, that's still a classic. Uh, Dan Griffin here uh, saying that uh, Landstorm had his own particular hardcore title, which he technically did. I mean, it was just a, a title with a sticker over the top, so I don't know mm. if we should count that. The sh- uh, Who can forget the shit belt? Um, and Sa fully settled that question just so he could do the segue. And it, it worked <laughs> perfectly. That was not my intent, but it did. It has worked out quite nicely because obviously that would have been spoken about last week, but with you being off, it's this week, which is when it comes out. So, exactly. So, it just perfectly all, worked. All ties in, mate. All ties in. Yeah. Uh, Dan Griffin said the fiend also had his face on a belt, mm. too. Yeah. But and that belt wasn't a recognized WWE tile belt. It was just a, the fiend being vain as he, as he normally is. And um, like shit as well. It looked, it looked like a, a melted, stretched horror mask. Yeah. Horrific. And apparently it cost like £6,000 for a, a genuine replica of it. Wow, okay. Yeah. Who the Ridiculous. fuck would want that? Not me. Definitely not me. Uh, Dan says uh, the holder of the, the redesigned uh, NXT title could have been Champa. I think after... I think people like Andrade and uh, Alistair Black and um, and Adam Cole held it before them. Uh, no, Drew, I think, had the whole older one, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sharon says Johnny Alder. See, exactly. <laughs> Johnny Poundland. Johnny Poundland. I mean, that just describes his wrestling style as well. So there is that. That would be, that'd be my name. That would be my gimmick name if I was a wrestler. Johnny well, Poundland. John, <laughs> Sir Poundland. Yeah. And, and, and Sharon says, Charlie hasn't commented, so I feel I got away with my C-bomb. I always learned from a, a comedian called Lee Mack that if you cover your mouth, you can mm-hmm. always get away with it. So you can always say... You are a bit of a cunt. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, everyone, for you know tolerating that display of lack of knowledge by everyone involved once again. It says uh, the person who got three out of five. Yeah, but if you put it back across all of the recent ones, I've got, what, four out of 72 or something like that. (laughs) You've doubled your total for all of the series. Yeah, in one episode. (laughs) Uh, I suppose then, Magsy, with the chat all up to date and Mags and Cy out the way, 
Uh, we better dive on into our non-wrestling topic this week, haven't we? Yes, we shall. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> oh, Dan Griffin, I, I was shocked by your sea <sighs> bomb, Sharon. I couldn't believe it. Exactly. I didn't think she had such a potty mouth, but apparently she does. Oh, she uses that word all the time. I'll tell you that. All the time. It's In, it's, in, in, in my house, it's a term of endearment. Use, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, someone, if someone tells a really good joke, we laugh and say, you're a funny cunt. Can we so, stop saying, can we stop saying cunt now on the show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can we just drop that now for a little bit, please? Ah, you, ha- you did drop it. You we're halfway... It. I did. We're half an hour into the show, and I feel that word's been used a lot more this episode than any other. And I blame Sharon. Yes, she, I, she, is, <laughs> she has dragged the tone down, Magsy, I feel. Yeah, oh, but there we I, go. I, I, I can't disagree. No, no. She's a bad influence on everyone. Uh, this week's non-wrestling topic was based upon you know, what Forbidden Door happened, crossover yeah. of wrestling companies. So it's it was about crossovers. So initially, in my head, when me and Magsy discussed it and put the idea forward and so on, uh, I was thinking something along the lines of, you know, soap stars in rock bands or movie stars as wrestlers or vice versa and all this sort of stuff. But the moment I mentioned those three very special letters, CWF, that's kind of what dominates everything, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, we've got... You give an inch... And the CWF just take them out. Oh, yes. So we've got uh, a mixture. Some people giving ideas for various things, but then there was plenty of others who gave us lists and members of the CWF fulfilling certain roles on certain TV shows as a wrestling roster or, or whatever. So it's going to be interesting going through yeah. those, so, Magsy. So what I took from this is that the CWF weren't happy with the topic that they were they were given, so just went on their own and, and made up their own topic, which is brilliant. Yeah, it works amazing. for me, mate. It works for me. Uh, I will read them out in the order they arrived into us, kind of, because I've had to go back and redo it, so they're going to be even worse this week, Magazine, I'm afraid. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, before we begin, did you watch Forbidden Door? What did you think if you did? Um, yeah, it was... It was highs and lows. There were some absolutely outstanding matches and some that didn't quite hit the mark. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for the the way dream matches go, uh, it was amazing. I mean, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, after the match, found out that he had a broken arm 10 minutes yes. into the match and, and still put on an absolute clinic. Um, the um, uh, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, um, match was pretty perfect. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a, a, blew banging my mind. Show. a banging show. And then we got we got uh, Money in the Bank this weekend, which was also another absolutely quality WWE PLE. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, I had to I had to watch, and I blame Benny Mac for this. I had to watch SmackDown this week, and I'm going to have to watch Raw as well because on wednesday at half seven i should really know the times i'm not 99 certain that's correct on wednesday at half seven on all your usual uh, sjp world media places facebook youtube and twitch 
we have in the corner, which looks at WWE modern day products week by week. Uh, but Benny, the guy who hosts the show so brilliantly every week, is on his holidays. So he has asked me to stand in for him. So the show's going to go completely to shit. So if you want to see a car wreck, <laughs> by all means, join us at half past seven on Wednesday. But yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Tyler about about money in the bank and Cena mm-hmm. turning up and all that good stuff. It was a good show, I thought. Teasing I WrestleMania London. Yeah, but I read something today that apparently Triple H didn't know Cena was going to say that. Nah, they, there is no way that no, he'd have, he wouldn't have said that. Right? They're in on it. Uh, the the story that that I read was it, there's no definitive plans in place for a WrestleMania in London. It was mm. more throwing it out there so um, the British government or um, the Borough of London are willing to pay for it because WrestleMania is a bidding war now. The yes. big cities, the big cities bid millions of dollars to, to host it. So it was just a way of maybe teasing a bit out of London. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. <laughs> we will see where we go with that. But anyway, our non-wrestling topic, we begin with our good friend, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin at 21 on Twitter. And he says here, CWF members, as a wrestling roster. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the state, and across the nation. And it's a sex, the guns, the face, the fraud, the messing with me. Come on, come on, come on, let's get it out. Move to the music, man. Music, move it to the music. Yeah. Uh, CWF champion, Scottish Danny. Women's champion, Sharon. Interpodinental champion. <laughs> uh, tag team champions, good cop, bad cop. Graham and Matt. Uh, that's a good tag good. team name as well. It's a good podcast name, but that's a great yeah. tag team name, isn't it? Be, uh, they would be a great tag team. One could be babyface, one could be heel. Really Matt, work. the goofy one, and Graham, the, the, the babyface in peril. There we go. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. They should get themselves booked somewhere. Uh, women's tag champions would be Liv and Charlie, which is lovely yeah, to hear. Absolutely. Uh, cruiserweight champion, Connor. And hardcore champion is you, Mr. Max. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be your, happy with that. What? Swinging all swinging your... Swinging my, my title around. Well, I was going to say swinging your trash cans around. I don't, I don't have a lot. Of, I'm the, I thought he meant hardcore in like pornography oh that's what i was okay do you, win? <laughs> do you win titles for that <laughs> when you're as good as good as me at it you do <laughs> fair enough mate <laughs> brilliant uh and rob at utt rob responded going on from dan's cwf wrestling federation put all the bouts on steve-o He'd come to the ring like Ultimo Dragon and it would be fucking believable. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a proper good shout. But I also need to interject this. Uh, Dan Griffin says, Sir, I'll read them in the order I received them. But then also, Sir, reads one that was sent last night rather than last week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? I apologize. I'm never going to stop saying it, though. Ben, at Witticisms of Ben on Twitter, he says, the CWF are Star Wars characters. Uh, 
Now, I'm not familiar with some of these Star Wars characters, but most of them I do know. So uh, he says here, Scottish Danny as Luke. The, me the as, hero. The hero, of course. Yeah. Me as Leia. That's <laughs> get yourself two Danish pastries onto yeah. your head like that. To be fair, I could probably get Sharon to tie my hair up. It wouldn't be as big, but similar to that. Because from what I remember of Princess Leia, she also had a, a big manly beard as well. Mm, she did. Yeah, you're watching the wrong type of Star Wars, mate. <laughs> That's a dodgy download, that is. Also, <laughs> Luke and Leia end up being like brother and sister, but they're still snogging each other and stuff. So I'm going to have to snog Danny. Well, just a, a peck on the cheek, because he will also stab you with his lightsaber. So. Wow. I hope that's not a in more thing. ways than one. <laughs> Maxi, it gets worse though because apparently you're going to be Han Solo. So I don't just kiss Han Solo. I, uh, sorry, I don't just kiss. Yeah, I don't just kiss Han Solo. I shack up with him and everything. Yeah, but the the best thing is I get to pie you off like like Hans does with Leia when she goes, "Han, I love you," and then I just say, "I know," and walk away. Isn't there one moment in that film where he he turns into like a big fridge ornament, Han Solo? It's frozen in carbon, that. If yeah, that's yeah. Like that. And Leia just starts cavorting around all over it. I think you're watching the. Uh, a <laughs> does, that, does that not happen? Or is, that, is that something dodgy? I've I seen? think you're watching the Family Guy version of, of Star Wars. Ah, that would explain it. That would explain it. Uh, okay. Uh, Morty would be Obi Wan. What? Mo- Obi Wan, one of the most intelligent people in the star wars universe and, and morty is that person morty well, maybe who looks like more. sausages he looks <laughs> yeah. literally looks like sausages he looks like sausages what yeah, like he, when he wears like a, a shirt and he ties the top button and then head body and then pants it looks just like a link of sausages oh, okay i think that's a bit mean but <laughs> I, I love some Cumberland sausages are lovely kind of sausages, not like cheap ones. Oh, well, that makes it all better then, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan Griffin would be Vader. And for some reason, when I read that, I thought of Vader as in WCW Vader, not Vader. Yeah, it's Vader time. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. You, that'd, be, that'd, be a, that'd be such a better film if Vader was just stomping around space, powerbombing the shit out of people, wouldn't it? Dan Griffin has nailed it here. Rob should have been Obi-Wan. Yeah, Rob. Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and he's also put, I'm so fat that I breathe like Vader. I just don't have the shiny helmet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think you might have a shiny helmet, just not the one over your head. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I would fill out Rob. that gold bikini very nicely, to be fair. Oh, well, thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate that. But I'm, I'm fairly certain nobody would ever, ever want to see that. What's Dan saying there as well? So he's been watching Star Wars. I I have not, but if that's a film, I'm going to seek it out because the name intrigues me. <laughs> and, and Sharon would like to be an Ewok. Well, the Ewoks were badass. No, they were badass. Yeah. When when the um, the Empire tried to attack their home planet, the Ewoks kicked their ass. Yeah, with like all, I had the toy of that, their home planet. You could open it up and it had like the little cords that the Ewoks could slide across and all that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was. It was pretty tight. Oh, what happened to that? I keep saying to myself, oh, I bet that's in my mum and dad's attic. But not everything can be in my mum and dad's attic. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, it's not bigger which, on the... <laughs> which is a segue to the Doctor Who pod, which will which be out. Is, yeah. <laughs> Good shape. 
Uh, UTT Rob as uh, C3PO, Ben says. With his one um, red leg. One red leg. Okay. Um, <laughs> witticisms of Ben, so that's himself, as Yoda. Look as at the that. Little... Giving himself one of the best characters. Is he one that's of the best vanity. characters, though? Yoda. Have you not seen Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian? No. Okay. Well, then there is one. A little Baby Yoda, and it's the cutest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've in, seen pictures of it, yeah. But, but yeah, you Yoda's Yoda, amazing. Yeah. When you say Yoda to me, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of like Return of the Jedi, and he's just a fucking bogey in a dressing gown who lives in a swamp. But he, he but he can also fight like an absolute badass. Yeah, we don't see that in the film. Oh, I've seen the first three films. I'm not well, saying anything else. Maybe watch the better three, the second trilogy. I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to do that ever. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, at total Stevo would be Boba Fett. That's the bounty hunter, isn't it? It is. Yes. Which okay, would fit perfectly for him with his new job. I think he's doing now. Uh, he's a delivery driver. So, congrats on your new job, Steve. That's not the same as being a bounty hunter, is it? Well, if he's if he's dropping off bounties when people uh, have done the shopping, then yeah, very specific role. Yeah, for Tesco's, it's <laughs> like you're not allowed to deliver anything else other than coconut and chocolate based products. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a niche market for that i'm telling you i don't think that's a sustainable business model but we'll move on <laughs> um, <laughs> Millwall chris would be chewbacca good shout uh, uh, what was that I impression imagine, i don't know what, what were your impression i was kind of yawning no <laughs> can you imagine if somebody had just thought do you know what i keep seeing that chain wrestling popping up all over twitter and stuff and the cwf not i'm gonna check it out tonight and they pressed play at that exact moment to me and you both just going Arr. yeah that's like if anyone ever does that that's them turning straight back off and going don't know what the fucking hell i, th- I think even like. even people who've listened to the show before will tune into that and go yes they, they've, yeah, they've, they've they've jumped the shark they've peaked. we're out <laughs> <laughs> they've peaked now nearly nearly a hundred live episodes in them we've peaked i don't oh. think we peaked at episode one yeah, that was good, that episode. Go back and listen to it in the archives. Um, <laughs> and Pig's Bladders would be the Emperor. The Evil Emperor. Emperor the Palpatine. Emperor. Yes. Speaking of which, he's just joined us in the chat there, look, hasn't he? He King's has. Pig Bladders. Photoshop him. Wizard. I imagine the Emperor would be good at Photoshop, because you could just like use the Force and fuck it with the couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, electric effects in there. Uh, yeah, there put, didn't I recreate this list in picture form? Hard to keep track. I dare say you did. Oh, I think there's a, I'm concerned that there's a horrific picture of me in a gold bikini now. Oh, Jesus. That's, mm. uh, that's no, a to... wank tackle for tonight. Well, to be fair, if it is, then it's just my head superimposed on Leia. You can put your thumb over Leia's head. Still got the good bit. I'm sure that Sharon will be able to dig out a photo of you wearing a gold bikini. I think it's something that you've done. Well, I mean, maybe, but not gold. I can't afford that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We have a bit more here from our good friend, Dan Griffin, at DanGriffin21. He says, would love to see Les Kennett in UFC. He pulled the same shtick as on World of Sport, but he's legit hard enough to beat the piss out of anyone. Yeah. Interesting. That's That's a good shout. And also, yeah. thanks for sticking to some of the other rules of this uh, this topic, Dan. There we go. Uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend would make a good Doctor Who villain. Yeah, fair shite. Yeah, I think that's a good shout as well. Yeah. 
and prime Muhammad Ali as a pro wrestler. Just imagine the promos. Oh, yeah, that's a great shout. Yeah, he had, he had a, a a quasi wrestling match, didn't he, with um, Inoki, wasn't it? Inoki, mm. where Inoki was just kicking him all the time and he wasn't a happy bunny about it. Yeah. Have you ever seen any footage of that? Yeah, it's not good. It's <laughs> shite, mate. It's, it's terrible. I mean, you, we see crossover events now, and they're a million times better quality. Yeah, they are indeed. Uh, Danny, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. We go from great ideas from Dan Griffin to something that Danny says he's wanted to see for years now, which is so incredibly niche. I'm, I'm worried about our friend. Uh, he, <laughs> he says, for years now, I've always wanted to see, always, bear in mind, always wanted to see Rikishi in an episode of Coronation Street. Brilliant. <laughs> Him being the muscle for Eileen Grimshaw's taxi firm. Can't pay the fare? Stink face. My goodness. That's a really specific want, isn't it? Rikishi, first of all. But not just yeah. want, though. He's, that's what he's always wanted. From always min- wanted. From the minute <laughs> yeah. he saw Rikishi, it's... I wish he was in. I wish he was in Coronation Street. Yeah, that's you're a weird human being, Danny. We love <laughs> yeah. you, but you, that's a weird, weird want. I like the way as well that he's not just said, "Oh, Rikishi in Coronation Street." He's done a whole character. <laughs> he, he's wrote a script. He's, he's wrote yeah. a script. I'm telling you, he's, he's proper invested into that. To be fair, I bet, I bet Danny's house. I bet he's recorded it and he's done all the voices. Oh, see, I was going to say, I bet that at Danny's house, there's four or five episodes in rough script form. But yeah, I reckon you're right. He's done one step more than that, and he's recorded them. Yeah, he's done. I did it for Eileen. (laughs) There we go. Chris Mangle actually responded. (laughs) Chris Mangle, our good buddy, Chris Mangle actually responded. Would Eileen join in the stink facing? Oh, dear me. (laughs) who, Who would you rather take a stink face off? Eileen Grimshaw or Rikisha? I don't know who Eileen Grimshaw is. Well, she owns the taxi firm quite clearly. I know that. Keep it up. No, I get that. I get all that, but I don't know who she is. Okay, then. I've never watched that. Eileen or Rita? You must know Rita. Rita? I don't think so. Gail Platt? Yeah, I know Gail Platt. She looks a little bit like Luka Modric. She actually really does with a with a turkey neck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Gail Platt stink face or Rikishi stink face? I oh, see. That's really that's a tricky question because I like to think that Rikishi could do a worked stink face and actually not get his arsehole on my nose. But I couldn't have <sighs> Gail because the only other character from EastEnders that I kind of know is Gail Platt's son, David oh. Platt. It's Coronation Street, but never mind. Yeah, okay, Coronation Street then. But I hate that prick. I don't know what... You know what, sometimes when you see someone... Yeah, you see someone on telly, I don't watch it, but I see him and I just think, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I do. You know? (laughs) Dang it, I did it (laughs) for Roy's roles. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll know Roy, Roy who owns the cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stink face from him then, him or Rikisha? Oh, see, I bet he's... I bet he wears keggers that are proper piss stained and all sorts yeah but I, I think Roy may he may um, look after his bum hole I think I he, don't know he, mate it's shaved bleached he, he uses wet ones to, to wipe I think he's that kind of guy you reckon you reckon no, Roy absolutely Crocker. not I reckon it's like a forest <laughs> down there a forest of berries. 
I was going to say, you can't tell me that, oh, Roy Cropper's got a designer dung hole. No way. You know? <laughs> no oh. chance. <laughs> Roy definitely has a pristine ring, but you see, this, it just descends into, into toilet humour on this show. Mm, well, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> we have Cam at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says, Rugrats. Now, I know who these people are. I remember the Rugrats. Okay. Uh, Tommy would be UTT Rob. Angelica would be at Mr. Rogers 88. That's Sam, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, Chucky would be Millwall Chris. Okay. Phil would be Morty. Which one's Phil? Oh, the Phil bo- and Lil, the twins. The boy of the twins. Yes. Which yes. means Fitch would be the girl of the twins. No, not. Oh, yeah, Fitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. I would be Stu. And that's the dad, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that works, because I had purple hair once. So, you know. Brilliant. We'll leave that story hanging. <laughs> DD would be my good lady, Sharon. Okay, that makes sense, because Stu's married to Sharon. And Grandpa Joe would be Dan Griffin. So, no involvement for me. Thanks, guys. Oh, mate. Thanks, Cam. You were my favourite of the Griffins. Favourite of the Griffins? No. <laughs> Because there's such competition for that title. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you've only got two fucking options. Not well, that no. they, you know. Peter. Oh, for Family Guy, yeah. Yeah, okay. How many other Griffins do we know? Meg. Chris. We're just going to list Family Guy characters now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Lauren Orcock at... Oh, what's that say? Law Ash Renly. Law Ash Renly. See, when it's on Twitter and it's their handle and you can't put spaces in, it fucks me up, mate. I can't read it. Well, look, I am here to bail you out. It is. It is. Uh, They say they would like to have Dan Griffin having to present a paper on why veganism is his choice of lifestyle. Wow. (laughs) And (laughs) And why this should be universally offered. I've never seen a brain explode before, they say. <laughs> and then Dan does reply. He says, uh, I trained to be a journalist. I am most definitely able to wrap things that I don't believe in as the lad did. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and oh. Lauren then replies that uh, this is a piece of information I did not know and I am now curious about. So basically Dan replying has got him involved in a, a full-ass Conversation to which he says he's not going to do uh, an article for her, essentially. I would like to read that. Yeah. I would also like to see Dan go to an all-you-can-eat buffet and only eat vegetables. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But well, actually, can no, you just imagine him ordinary at, salad? Like, at a Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet and he's saying, nope, I don't want the chicken sweet and sour. No, thanks for the for the uh, pork fried rice. I will have the 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 vegetable chaser or whatever the vegetable I food. Young. They um are, are the all you can eat uh, Chinese that used to be in Gloucester before it got closed down. Yeah, it was grim. Um, oh my god, there's one in Burnley. Used, oh yeah, they used to do spinach. That's a vegetable, isn't it? That's nice. Yes, but I love spinach. That the the a lot of our Chinese restaurants use spinach or kale as fake seaweed for when you get our crispy seaweed. Okay, yeah, it's not actually really seaweed. It's usually spinach or 
or kale. Yeah, we've got um, an all-you-can-eat uh, Chinese buffet uh, in Burnley, and it's only nine ninety nine for all you can eat, and there's a reason why. It's because it's fucking grim, absolutely right. grim. The one in Gloucester, uh, it's not far from where I am, actually. The one in Gloucester, it's been gone for years now, but it was something similar. It was like a tenner or 15 quid or something like that. But you'd walk in and it was it was really nice. They'd have like koi ponds everywhere and, and all this. Um, yeah, I'm getting to that, Sharon. I'm getting to that. Um, and it was a big old posh, nicely done out place and the staff were lovely. And, and you know, to the people sat down eating, it looked fine. But they just randomly, all of a sudden, just fucking disappeared. Like, they just didn't open one day and just did a bunk. And they left everything in there. So wow. after a day or two, it was just literally full, like a horror movie full of flies. Wow. Up against Because like, the whole building was like you know, big glass panels. Right? You know, It was just full of flies. And the stench was horrific and all this sort of stuff. And then, the, obviously, you get the stories banging around and all that. They found dog meat in there and all sorts. And that's why they done and not pedigree chum folks. No, no, as in like actual meat chum. from a dog. Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, that's kind of South Korea and not Chinese, which is kind of a little bit racist, but no, it's not right. No, hang on, fucking hell. You know, the idea is that they were serving us dog meat and calling it chicken or something. I think you could tell the difference, surely. I don't know, I've never eaten dog. I've never had a chicken that comes with a collar. Uh, no, but... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> God, You're on four this week, aren't you? <laughs> I'll search in chow, mate. I've been saving it up for a full week. Of course I'm on four. Uh, Connor knows soccer on Twitter. Nah, uh, let's get to me pissed off with Connor. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's got a two-parter, and I'm going with part two first. Yeah, because I had a feeling that you were going to get out of the way. Yeah. So, uh, CWF as Simpsons characters. I would be Homer, apparently, which is well, I suppose I drink a lot of beer and stuff, so makes and sense. Say maybe. stupid things. Yeah. I do say stupid things. Yeah, uh, Magsy, you'd be Chief Wiggum. I'm not happy at that. Chief Wiggum is a, a lazy arsehole. Yeah, I'm so he's upset me twice now. I'm, I'm you, quite... Wouldn't you like get to carry a gun though? No, because in one episode, when he gets fired, he has to sell parts of his gun and he, threat, he tries to hold Homer Simpson up, but he can't do anything because he's already sold the trigger. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Scottish Danny would be Sideshow Bob. That makes sense. A bit stabby. Yeah, very, very violent <laughs> and revengeful. Morty would be Bart, apparently. Morty's getting a lot of love in these ones. I yeah. can't say I'm happy about that. Well, I'm happy for him because I listen to the Morty and Fitch pod and Morty always says that people seem to like Fitch more than him. So I'm glad Morty's no, getting level on our show. No, no. No? That is not true. Is it no, not? Does anybody like Fitch, really? We tolerate Fitch for Morty, I think. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, speaking of Fitch, apparently he would be Lisa. Another female character for, for Fitch there. Maybe they're trying to say something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, himself, Connor, would be Krusty the Clown. Uh, Fair play. Sharon would be Marge. Total Steve-O would be Snake Jailbird. That cracks me up. That wow. <laughs> With his packet of fags tucked into, yeah. his, uh, into his sleeve. I like that. I like that. Uh, Dan Griffin would be Ned Flanders. 
amazing. <laughs> Ned Orkley Dorkley left left Orium guy is damn. Yeah, is damn. Really? Sorry, are you left-handed, by the way? I think you're left-handed. Comic book guy, surely. The nerd. The nerd? That's a bit harsh, isn't it? No, a nerd in an absolutely amazing way, but Dan definitely definitely comes off to me as a comic book guy. Or Cletus, maybe. Maybe Cletus. Cletus, okay. Uh, And then Cam Griffin would be Principal Skinner, he says here. I don't think you know these people at all, Connor. (laughs) Uh, Millwall Chris would be Superintendent Chalmers and uh, Matt Lewis would be Sideshow Mel, apparently. (laughs) With a bone in his head. (laughs) Uh, Now, getting on to Connor's last one, it was a starting 11 for the football-based chain wrestling 11. But he's also messaged me, Magsy, because he asked, because basically, first person I want to put on the list here, he says Sharon is the manager of a CWF football team. And you're and happy, she, are you? No, don't bother me. Don't bother me. Because Sharon is far more organized than I, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but Sharon had to pick a captain, apparently. So she did. She told me to message him back with her choice for captain, and then said also she'd make a positional change um, because there's no chance in how Liam, my son, could play midfield. So he had to go at centre half. So that's the revised list I have in front of me. I shall run through the CWF starting 11 according to our good friend Connor. We have, and I'm waiting for the shape, goalkeeper, Mr. Mags. Prick. Connor, you're an <laughs> asshole. A goalkeeper is the person who you get picked last and you go, oh, well, we'll have him. We can just put him in goal. No, I mean, I, I actually was a pretty good goalkeeper. I can't, I can't lie, but... I'm not the person who gets picked last, sir. Oh, it might be a pick last, though, is it? Yeah. You pick in, in a in a team, you pick the goalkeeper last. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, when me and Sharon were running the football club. Oh, when, when I was the manager no, we, of Hartlepool United. Not Hartlepool United. We didn't get any real success until we and we knew how important it was until we got a really top-class good goalkeeper on our side. Because the rest of the team were that gash that the goal the goalkeeper would be very very busy well yes okay <laughs> oh dear uh center back partnership would be my son liam and steven uh I can it should have been you which would be weird like five foot seven me center back i'm not five foot seven well not you tell yourself you're five foot ten I'm, I'm fucking like a five foot eleven, mate. Five foot 11. <laughs> Thank you very much, you prick. <laughs> you know, depending on which direction the wind's blowing, I touch six foot. Um, <laughs> uh, left back would be Cam Griffin. Right back would be Matt Lewis. In the centre of midfield would be Graham and myself. Obviously, I need Graham alongside me to do my running for me. I would literally not move out of the Yeah, and pass. Yeah, I'd just be able to kick people. I think. Uh, You're the Roy Keane of the team. <laughs> yeah, ex- again, though, I'd have to wait for them to come to me. I wouldn't go chasing them. Um, <laughs> uh, Connor would then play himself as the attacking midfielder with Morty and Fitch taking up positions either side of Scottish Danny up front. Yeah, he's what are you thinking to that, Magsy? Gives himself the vanity position, the, like, the star position, and puts me in the pegs. So, Another... Yeah. In the pegs. Just... Arsehole. 
I don't agree. I'm going to let goals in on purpose. Go. Just, just, just to let you know, I'm not even going to try and save any goals because I'm petty. Well, like do that. try for a little bit, and then when you start yeah. letting them in on purpose, let me know. I will bet on it for us. And, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put an Ivan like Tony and get rid like of the, the guy. The guy who had pars at a match and he, he bet on yes. the, the game. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, I do have. I don't have. I missed any off Twitter there, Maxi. Is that everything covered? I think. Um, I think so. But like, yeah. it was in two sections, weren't it? Like this week yeah. and last week. So I'm fairly you, certain you have missed this picture of me, <laughs> me and you as heart to heart. Amazing. I look and quite pretty. This one, I am not <laughs> happy about. I think the. Maybe we should have switched places here because that, we're we're the step twin sons. Yeah, is that me? Is it this one here? Is you? Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Look at that. I didn't recognise myself. I know. Yeah, you've had a shave. That's why. And and I love the the spiffy sideburns. Sai actually thought he was this one here in the middle. I thought I was the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so oh, there's my wife bringing me a lovely cup of tea. Thank you, Sharon. Through the hatch, amazing. Through the hatch, uh, I do have an update though, Magsy, from our last non wrestling topic. Oh, okay. if you can remember back to our last non wrestling topic, we were talking about embarrassing cringe moments from your past and so on. And we had somebody tweet us under the name of non WWE guy who How said, Yes, who said that he nearly got hit by a was it nearly got hit by a car because of a girl, because of a girl, and yes, no context. Yes, so we asked, and and they actually replied, and they sent us quite a lengthy DM, so I'll now read the story out, and we'll have a little update to our previous non-wrestling topic. Uh, Non-WWE guy says, Okay, so for a bit of context, I was 16 and in my freshman year of high school at the time. So one day before class, I'm walking just off campus to go meet up with one of my best friends at the time. So that was he fallen out since. Um, <laughs> not a long walk, but again off campus. So we're walking from his house, and he randomly says to me, walk in the middle of the road. I'm like, huh? To which he casually repeated himself. So I got off the sidewalk and joined him in the middle of the street. I'm, I'm already picking up odd behavior here, Max. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I am. At one point, he does a U-turn and starts walking backwards. I didn't think anything of it, so we continued walking and talking. Uh, so he's walking forwards, his mate's walking backwards in the same direction so they can talk to each other. That's weird, but... Yeah, a little bit. It's hard to picture. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, at one point, he says out loud, damn, she's got a fat ass. It's about P-H-A-T, which is obviously, you know, down with the kids talk, so I don't fully understand it. And <laughs> now, before I continue, I'd like to point out that my balance has never been great. Okay, so he says that, and I reacted the way any intelligent, rational 16-year-old would. I attempted to do a U-turn on one foot while shouting, where? <laughs> I almost immediately hit the ground. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Meanwhile, my buddy was dying and probably trying not to piss his pants from laughing. He, too, was on the ground at this point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there's a two of them just led in the middle of the road. Fair enough. So as I tried to get back on my feet, I happened to look over and probably a foot away from me is the front end of a car. Oh, my Jesus. word. So we finally get on campus and my buddy couldn't wait to tell the story to some of our other friends who had quite a laugh at it themselves. Funny little side note. 
The lady who was driving that car ended up being the cashier I gave my lunch money to later that day. Amazing. So your dinner lady nearly killed you. I don't understand why you needed to pirouette to turn around. Like on one leg. Yeah. I don't, I mean, that's his downfall, quite literally. The Is it just a quicker skip. reaction? He doesn't want to miss that fat ass or whatever. Perfect. <laughs> you you ass. are cool. You're a cool a, guy. Perfect uh, ass. But sh- I mean, surely it's just quicker to turn. Yeah, you think so. Pirouette on one leg and fall over in yeah, the middle maybe. of the road, and then they get killed by a dinner lady. Nearly killed by a dinner lady. Uh, I've just retweeted this from the Chain Wrestling Twitter account at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter. I don't know if the camera will be able to pick it up for those of you who are not on Twitter right now. Here is all of us as the Star Wars characters. Can we make this out? Is that going to work here? Bizarre Wars. Um, and I'll, is it on your... Did you just say you re- retweeted it? Retweeted it off the Chain Wrestling account, mate, yeah. Let's have a look, see if I can... It looks a bit scary. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Whilst Maxi is looking for that. Oh, you found it already. Look at that. Look at these. Oh, my goodness. I look hot. <laughs> Dan's right. Dan Griffin's right. I can pull off that gold bikini. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I don't even know what I've done now. I've clicked things that maybe I should not have clicked. There we go. Is it that one? No, I, We're I back. That. There we are. Look at this. Pigs Bladders, again, being amazing on the old Photoshop. Look at that. Eh? Absolutely brilliant stuff. Quality works are absolutely quality. Absolutely brilliant. That may end up being our new cover photo. Bear in mind, we've had the same, the same cover photo on our Twitter since the show started 126 episodes ago. It might the, be time to change it. I mean, the best one is... The this one right here. I don't know if my mouse is showing up, but it's, no, it's not. you you in a gold bikini next to yeah. next to Scottish Danny holding his uh, lightsaber aloft. He, well, most people around me would be holding their lightsaber. It's, it's aloft, almost maybe. like the Last Supper, isn't it? Mm. I look hot. I do me <laughs> from behind, maybe. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. Uh, shall we dive into the chats quickly, Magsy, before we talk a bit of wrestling? Yeah, uh, we we absolutely shall. Um, we've we've covered all the the Roy having a uh, pristine ring piece, and your local Chinese selling uh, Fado chow mein and things like that. Fido chow mein, brilliant. Uh, Dan Griffin says he's the furthest fucking thing from Ned Flanders, <laughs> uh, and God has no place in his existence. Uh, I will, however, butter bacon, so I am shout for Homer. And Cam's left-handed and doesn't drink. He can be Flanders. And then he took offence to me saying he's like comic book guy. But I think it, it fits, because comic book guy's got a little beard. Dan's got a little beard. Comic book uh, guy wears glasses. Dan wears glasses. Comic book guy likes nerdy things, and Dan likes nerdy things. I think it's a perfect fit. Fair enough. Wor- worst sense, comparison me, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh Sharon says she knows her shit when it comes to football. Uh 
Dan Griffin then says, Danny with blades on his boots to do a Cantonar stabbing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, he wouldn't waste his time putting his, his feet uh, studs up. He'd just literally take a knife on the pitch and stab people. Um, or he'd wear his boots on his hands and just run around doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when uh, when Adidas Predator came out with uh, blades instead of... Uh, Instead of studs, Eve thought it was absolutely the most amazing thing ever invented. Cuts a that's hole. When he, that's <laughs> when he started to enjoy football. I bet Danny cut a hole on the toe end so he could wear them on his forearms like shredder. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Uh, Connor says, when Mag starts laying in goals on purpose, let me know so I can bet $100 on our opponent every match. No. In fact, then I'm going to find out when you've made bets, and that's when I'm going to play my best. <laughs> so we'll only lose 3 or 4 nil that day. Brilliant. Uh, Con- Connor says, Dan, li- Dan just seemed like a godly man. That's why he picked him as Ned. <laughs> can you imagine Dan in church? Jesus Christ. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Dan says, I was offended at the accuracy more than anything, man. <laughs> See, I nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And Dan then says, Con, I appreciate the compliment, but I am not a godly man. He's the only person who I know went for uh, the, the christening and the, the vicar slapped him. Right. <laughs> Connor says, Matt replied to me with the starting level and said, thanks for the trend. <laughs> Matt, Matt Willis as... Trent Alexander-Arnold, I don't think so. Tearing up and down that that, that fullback position. Well, no, not now. He's he's essentially centre mid. Oh, is he really? For England, yeah. Uh, Hardly Hall, cunt Arenos. Oh, my God, okay. I I, I censored myself when I said cunt. Yes, that works so well. Because on the audio version, that's going to be brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> you put your hand over your mouth when you say the C word. Yeah, that's going to work really well on the podcast version. My goodness. Uh, speaking of Ned Flanders, have you seen the heavy metal band that is everyone dressed like Ned Flanders? I have not. Okay. There's there's a it's a heavy metal band, and I can't. I think they're called what's this like Oakley Doakley or something like that. And they are all dressed like Ned Flanders, and all perform in a Ned Flanders way and so on. If I can find some, I'll retweet it from the Chain Wrestling Twitter account. But it's uh Oakley Doakley. I've just Oakley Doakley is what they're called. It's a sight to behold. It's a sight to behold. We'll have to uh... crash. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got I'll retweet called, some. they've got a song called White Wine Spritzer. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that'll play us out, Magsy, on this week's audio version. But there we go. Thank yeah, you so big. much everybody joining us again in the chat and tweeting in for our non-wrestling topic hugely appreciated we say it every single week but we mean it every single week and that's why we repeat ourselves this show does not happen without you why is that back up on the bottom of the it screen? it was an accident i clicked that by accident the 30 just... odd barriers that are better than barry windham scrolling I past I, again i clicked on the wrong button what to be honest? Why is that even still part of our streamyard account? Why is that, why is <laughs> why that still on? Why are you so angry about it? <laughs> Can you know what? Just because there's that? nobody else in the Barry Windham fan club. It's a club of one. Do you think there is a Barry Windham fan club? I bet there no, is. There's never been. Is there not? I bet there has been. Yeah, by you. You were the president <laughs> of it. <laughs> I'm going to join one. If there isn't one, I'm going to start one. Um, <laughs> again, thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. It's been bloody brilliant. Uh, but, Magsy, I suppose now, seeing as we are a wrestling podcast, we better talk a little wrestling. 
we better. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So then, this week's, well, last week's winner, yeah, last week's winner would be, wouldn't it? Uh, on the poll was, it was me, yes, but it was a little bit of uh, ECW craziness. We haven't covered masses of ECW on this show, have we, to be fair? Um, not really. They, they had one or two matches, but yeah, not, not uh, anything major, I don't think. Hmm. Which is funny, really, considering how popular it was and how much it's got this kind of... I suppose almost cult following still to this day, hasn't it? Yeah, I think going back and watching matches though, they are very much of that time period. Yeah, they they don't seem to age well. Mm. Mm, I think I'm going to be saying a few things that you will agree with, then, Mister Mags, as we look through our uh, our match for this week in the chain. We are looking at, and first of all, before we dive into this, I'm going to butcher these Japanese names throughout the whole way through this discussion. I'm not, because I'm going to refer to the one with the longest name by a, a name he was formerly known as. Yeah, but that I got wrong last time, wait. So, <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> uh, we are looking at a tag team title match from ECW Heatwave 98, which a lot of people say is one of their best pay-per-views that company ever put on. So well, I was relatively... This particular match is, is it's widely regarded as a, an ECW classic. Mm. I don't mm. know. I, I was agree. quite optimistic when I pressed play, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the ECW Tag Team Champions are Rob Van Dam and Sabu, accompanied by possibly the most annoying manager in the whole history of professional wrestling, Bill Alfonso. And they are taking on, bear with me, Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinzaki. Mm-hmm. Did That's I get that right? Yeah, straight away. Uh, there we go. Go. Uh, and like I said, August the 2nd, 1998, Heat Wave 98. Um, i straight off the bat, the fact that it looks indie, rough around the edges, the production quality and so on isn't the best. Even I mean 1998, you look at WCW, you look at WWF in 98, production quality is a million times better than this. Yeah, so absolutely. it's not a case, of, yeah. So it's not a case of it being of that time. It's a case of them either a not having the money or having the production abilities to make it look better. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me because you know it, it is what it is. I can just enjoy the wrestling that we're seeing. The, produ- the production standards don't bother me in the slightest. Was that an issue for you at all, Maxi? Or are you okay with that as well? And also, I suppose as a secondary question, ECW itself is that something that you were a big fan of at the time or since, or have watched a lot of? 
so I, I'll answer the second question first. At, at the time, okay. uh, um, we. I, I couldn't really get hold of a lot of ECW. So it was something that I got into right at the the end of its lifespan. Uh but okay. what I did I I got I bought a lot of uh, ECW um DVDs back then and, and kind of like caught up on the history of it. Um but as for the production quality, it, it was it's what you expect from ECW. That they, mm-hmm. that was the whole point. They weren't a polished TV program. This was this was hardcore balls to the wall wrestling, and there were no there were no airs and graces when it come to things like production and and video quality. This was like watching a Betamax versus a Blu-ray with the with the WWE and, uh, WCW. So. Yeah, you 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 kind of know what to expect when it comes to the quality of, of ECW programming. Um, so yeah, that that wasn't a massive problem for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my my knowledge or or sort of I suppose watching habits of ECW were probably quite similar to yourself. I used to be able to get the odd event or odd collection of matches here and there on a tape when we used to trade them in that shop down in down bottom end of Gloucester and so on. But it wasn't like a regular watching you know i wouldn't get the weekly show or anything like that so yeah, it was quite restricted but i read about it every month in mm-hmm. uh superstars of wrestling which then became power slam magazine power slam. And so on. yeah so um interesting enough on the beginning of this the the intros you know are happening and hakushi was his name wasn't it in wwf is that correct yeah it was we get told that this is a guy who used to be called Hakushi for all no, you no, sports no. entertainment fans out there. In fact, uh, if you go earlier into the pay-per-view, uh, you, you actually uh, a backstage interview with uh, RVD, Sabu, and uh, Bill Alfonso. And um, it's, the, the interview is there to show the tension between um, RVD and Sabu. They were mm-hmm. friends, were kind of having uh, an issue uh, with each other, but Rob Van Dam, uh, all the way through this this segment, was was coughing and he was uh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that, part. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, but one thing I also did see was the fact that the titles that they they held, uh, the the ECW tag team titles, were essentially rebadged. Intercontinental titles from the WWF, and then Rob Van Dam. I think he was the World Television Title Champion yeah. at the time. That was yeah. a rebadged uh, Winged Eagle. Fantastic! See, I got yeah. thrown as well because when Rob Van Dam and Sabu make their entrance, for, my first thought was that fucking whistle. I will strangle that Bill Alfonso with that whistle. <laughs> what a bastard! That's the what point. A prick. That was the point of of Bill Alfonso. He was annoying. He was distracting. Oh, so irritating. My second thought was, holy crap, Rob Van Dam's title belt is freaking massive. But then when he got a bit closer to the camera, I could see he's actually wearing two belts, one on top of the other. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's nowhere near as big. Um, (laughs) The match begins, and there's a lot of mat work to start off with for the first couple of minutes, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And it's, I I like that. That's the kind of wrestling I'm into. It gets a bit clunky, though, Max, doesn't it? And that's, that's, 
the problem with this with this startup for uh, the match for me. Uh, firstly, you get the 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 tension still between Sabu and and RVD, mm-hmm. um, basically an argument about who's starting the match, um, and then you, we get the typical RVD. Uh, match shot, like you said, with uh, some mat uh, slash chain wrestling, and usually it's it's excellent. There's, it's it's faultless, especially if you look back at the the matches he had with uh, Jerry Lynn. They are absolutely outstanding. The problem is Hayabusa does not start this match particularly well, uh, uh-huh. and there's a there's quite a few botches early on that uh, that Rob kind of has to walk Hayabusa through. I mean, there's one where he attempts a, a, an arm drag and he essentially lands on top of RVD and you can tell that RVD was not happy about that no. whatsoever. It was, when I say clunky, clunky can sometimes work. This was more than that, wasn't it, at times? This was, this was just clumsy, messy. Yeah, the first two or three minutes of this was very botch-heavy. Mm. I mean, yeah, you can you can sort of expect that as well, though, because you are talking about uh, wrestlers brought in uh, for for short runs from Japan, um, so that there there's always that chance that there's a little bit of miscommunication. But yeah, on a on a pay per view, and for this match to be so so highly thought of, yeah, to start like that is is it's it's not a good start for me. No, no, I completely agree, mate. I completely agree. Um, Shinzaki tags in, and we get a splash. Yeah, Hakusha. Hakusha. And we get a splash from the middle rope from him, which looks okay as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's quite a cool Irish whip Insiguri kind of combo at one point. That was quite smart as well. Rather than sending the... Well, I think it was Rob Van Damme is, is the guy who gets kicked in the head, basically. Rather than sending him into the corner, he doesn't. His opponent doesn't let go of his arm and turns it into an insiguri and kicks him. I really liked that. Yeah, I mean, Hakushi was of of the two Japanese uh, wrestlers in this match. Hakushi, I thought, was was outstanding, uh, and he was doing a lot of things that you didn't really get to see in his WWF run, uh, right. which obviously you you can kind of understand because it's the catering for two totally different audiences. Uh, and Hakushi definitely didn't get the 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 time and the run to 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 maybe show off his skills. But I mean, when he did the uh, the praying uh, top rope walk, that was absolutely outstanding. Really, mm. really good. Yeah, um, uh, Shinzaki was, is a talented wrestler. Absolutely yeah. talented. It's a shame he was in the WWF in the era he was in it. I think. Yeah. The evil Japanese foreigner racist era. Yeah. Well, that was like 96, wasn't it? That kind of time. I think, was it 95 that he had the, the match with Brett, where he he basically carried a, a Brett Hart head to the ring? Brilliant. I, want, I, I don't even think I've seen that. It's, I mean, he was a talented wrestler, don't get me wrong, but mm. he didn't have the best starts in, in his American wrestling no, maybe Journey. not. <laughs> uh, uh, he does miss a knee drop, though, which allows RVD to tag Sabu in. And Sabu gets quite a good pop when he actually enters yeah. the ring, doesn't he? They they did they did a really good job of uh, building up the, the tension between Rob and, and Sabu. And then 
for me, I felt that they gave it away too early because I would have wanted to see Rob in way more peril than he was just to get a, 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 a nuclear hot tag. But as you said, when he, he did get tagged in, it, it, the, the pot was massive. And then we quickly start getting the, the greatest hits of Sabu. Uh, yes. For a guy who, who can can sometimes have horrific opinions on, on Twitter and is not perhaps looked at in the best of lights, that guy was was so talented and so innovative uh, in a wrestling ring. Mm. Do, uh, I, I, I agree. And, and Paul Heyman obviously agrees as well. I saw something on, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the show. Um, it's like an in the corner or beyond the ropes or whatever. Okay, yeah. And it's like the, the sit down talk on the stage and Edge has done one, Punk's done one, Brett's done one and all that sort of stuff. And Paul Heyman's done one quite famously and clips of it pop up on my Facebook and that all the time. And there was one of him talking about Sabu because somebody in the crowd asked, who do you think should have been a much bigger deal in pro wrestling who never was? And he says that Sabu was, if he'd have come around, say, in his prime a couple of years after he actually was, he would have been a megastar. Yeah. There are moments I look at Sabu and I agree. But then there are other times I look at Sabu, and it's uh, it's like what you said, Magsy. Is it just a greatest hits tour every time we see him? Is there anything more of substance after you take away the couple of big stunts he does? Yeah, um, I mean, talent wise, in in the ring, some of the some mm-hmm. of the stuff that he does was it it was way ahead of its time. But I do see Paul's point that that was. That was all, it, every match went a very similar kind of theme. Um, so was it just was he just a spot monkey? Uh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, there you go. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and and did he kind of use the hardcore element to to add kind of further strings to his bow? I suppose. But I mean, even if you were a spot monkey, the the spots that he, he could pull off. Mm. were absolutely outstanding. So even even if you saw the same thing quite a lot um, over and over again, it still looked outstanding, especially at the time. Maybe now not so much because wrestling has evolved uh, to be so much more technical nowadays. But at the time, Sabu was, he was so innovative. Mm. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Uh, we see a backflip dropkick from Hayabusa. Have I said that right? Hayabusa. Hayabusa, yeah. Hayabusa, yeah. Which, that, that was that was outstanding. A brilliant. Yeah, how athletic was that? How athletic was that? <laughs> um, I tend to find here, though, that it all kind of gets a little bit meandering. We get uh, a lot of times where they're, they're almost teasing like a really big special moment, a, a huge spot, but then it never quite happens, but not in the way that they're telling a story and teasing a spot that will happen later on but almost like they, there's a miscommunication and so on. And then we get all four in the ring brawling away and fighting and doing different stuff. But at the same time, it then led to be almost battle Royal esque where yeah. people were stood around wondering what to do next, as opposed to knowing where to head next for the next spot. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the, it felt like a lot of the spots were being almost called on the fly. Um, yes. Yes. For, totally. for for example, there's the 
There's, uh, I think it's Hayabusa does an assay moonsault to the crowd outside, uh, to well, to the the, the wrestlers outside, um, and you can see where that he's having to tell the wrestlers to get in position. There's um, the the uh, corkscrew a guillotine leg drop that Rob Van Dam does uh, to, I think that's to Hayabusa as well on the on the guardrail, and he has to boot the guardrail into position because the arena is so compact. Uh, they go out farting into into the crowd, which feels like it wasn't really meant to happen. So then Sabu uses that just to do air Sabu, uh, and then Rob even throws Sabu over the the guardrail to to get <laughs> everyone back in position. It, it it felt like they'd gone off script. So mm. instead of trying to uh, get back onto kind of the the plan, it was let's all just do our our spots let's it let this just become a, a massive spot fest and and there seemed to be very little communication between the the four guys after that i also feel as well and i, I completely agree with you by the way it felt that it broke down and they resorted to just doing their spots to get through the match and so on mm-hmm. i also felt that maybe that caused I don't know, maybe it caused it, or maybe it was just the way it was always going to be, I don't know. But there wasn't really any um, any logic to the stuff they were doing, or any selling from that standpoint onwards. People would take some pretty spectacular bumps, some spectacular hits, and then a minute later be up because it was their turn to hit somebody with a chair, or their turn to do a backflip or something. It, it just didn't... Athletically, it was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. But even, I mean, I look at the Young Bucks, for example athletically fantastic and they get a lot of criticism for not having um i suppose psychology to their matches storytelling to their matches and their spot monkeys and so on but i can appreciate how athletic they are but at the same i still enjoy their matches because i do think they can tell a story in their matches Mm -hmm. here i feel it was just a case of yes it's being quite athletic yes there's some spectacular spots but none of it tied together it almost felt quite segmented i guess is the word it's joined yeah yeah there you go yeah yeah, um, for a, a good example of that, there's a there's a point where RVD does a, a, a surfboard, and then yes. uh, Sabu um, uh, hits uh, Hakushi with a with the uh, a chair, and then um, Hakushi then just rolls out to the to the ring and and just walks around rather than like mm-hmm. selling the fact that uh, I mean even Joey Styles on commentary is selling it as like. The, his rib cage has been exposed and is uh, is done irreparable damage, but then Shinsuke just waves off Rob Van Dam, who's trying to pull off another spot, and then just walks away, which mm. then means Hayabusa um, has to then take what I assume was was meant to be the next spot for for Hakushin. It just it f- feels feels very disjointed, and it it turns into a, a spot fest match and everybody wants to get their, get their bits in, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, getting their bits in is, is exactly what happens shortly after this. I can't remember who it was, who was on the receiving end, whether it was RVD or Sabu, but they're led in the center of the ring. And uh, both of the Japanese competitors literally take it in turns to do springboard moves. One was a moonsault, one was a leg drop, a, a knee drop maybe, but it wasn't a case of, you know, you hit one, I hit one. It was then again, okay, now you go again, I'll go again. Now you go again, I'll go again. And it was a case of, again, it really felt what they were doing looked incredible, but it made 
no real sense to what we were watching. And again, it felt like it was, I don't want to say, yeah, I don't want to say, I don't want to say filling time because that's not accurate, but it did almost feel like they, they were, they had lost their way a bit. Yeah. I I, I don't think, I I don't think filling time is correct. I think they did forgotten how the match was, was meant to be laid out. Right. So it was a case of let's just get our moves in. And it was cold on the flat. It was, it, it felt almost like uh, a backyard wrestling company where you did not yes. plan uh, the match. It's just it, whoever's in, in the right position at that time is, is taking that wrestling move or yeah, it just, it, it, it felt amateur. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, backyard wrestling, amateur, absolutely spot on. Yeah, that, that is a really good way of describing it. And again, I suppose this then shows how brilliant some of the old school guys were because they would call it in the ring quite famously. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people, a lot of these guys would do. These guys are almost, I suppose, calling it in the ring as well. But what they do doesn't tell a story. Whereas you go back to some of the guys in the territories who did this every night of the week extensively and, and made lots of money. It shows how talented those guys were, Maxi, doesn't it? I suppose, it, and it, it's, it, I think it shows the difference in uh, wrestling attitudes as well, because the 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 old school guys, they it was always the mindset of keep the pace slow, and if you think you're going too fast, slow it down some more. And mm-hmm. I think the big thing was always communicate. Whenever you see a rest hold uh, or a, a submission move, usually the wrestlers are, are kind of like planning what's happening over the next couple of spots. Where in this one, it was more, well, I've got an opportunity to get my move in now, so I'm just going to do it. It, it, yeah. it was very, like like I said, it was very backyard wrestling. You got all the yeah. big, big moves uh, from from uh, the wrestlers to, to pop the crowd, but there was no cohesion they these didn't feel like uh four wrestlers telling a story in a match these felt like four wrestlers waiting for their moment to do their spots yeah yeah uh, i mean i suppose i'm going to contradict myself a little bit now but there were certain spots that i would i did find pretty spectacular which there is were, the uh, aim. that was the actual aim of, yeah, the, yeah. Of, of the match there was a 450 that looked amazing that that 450 splash on the top rope that was spectacular uh, there was a rolling thunder leg drop combo from RVD and Sabu. The timing of that looks really good as well, didn't it? So when 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 it comes to the the double team moves, I think RVD and Sabu were head and shoulders above. Yes, uh, Hayabusa and and um, Hakusha. Uh, you can tell that they'd worked together a lot more. Uh, they they just communicated a lot better with Hayabusa and and, and Hakusha. It was definitely i want to get my my moving um yeah. whereas rob van Damme and, and sabu and bill alfonso w- with the chair they did work together uh a little bit better than than the two japanese guys yeah and one sign of that was when uh sabu applied a boston crab and rob van Damme hit a leg drop off the top rope but the the the, the target was three quarters of the way across the ring that was in yeah. that was an insane leap wasn't it uh, and then he also did the 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 half Boston crab, and then the the backflip from the uh, Asai moonsault to a drop yes. kick, which I thought was a. I mean, it, the backflip m- makes absolutely no sense because no, no. you lose all your momentum landing, but it still looks pretty pretty badass. 
It does for a guy that size as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a table, which then falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> the, literally, the legs fell off the off the first table. Yeah. So um, I think it's Hakushi's trying to uh, kind of position the table when the legs f- fall off. Um, so Sabu just asks for another table and gets about four. Just gets loads and loads of tables. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit more wandering about at this point. Like and and um, there was, yeah. And and this is where we get uh, Shin's, oh, what's his name? Hakushi. Um, <laughs> he literally at one point climbs to the top rope and is there for an age mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to come into range just for him to jump off the top rope at them. And that looked pretty amateur, didn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And there was also a point where the referee climbed on the top rope just to get out of the way of the action, which yeah. I thought was, was pretty cool. Um, and that referee, uh, I think he, he and Rob Van Damme were friends because they were forever having conversations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were probably saying, luckily, Rob, what's going on here? And Rob Van Damme's like, I have not got a clue. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the finish, I suppose, is, is the next thing we can come to. We get a, uh, I suppose, a double table spot, effectively. The table that has not collapsed has both of the Japanese competitors placed on it, and Sabu and RVD both hit their opponents you know, virtually simultaneously through the table, and that's kind of where we get the finish, Magsy, isn't it? Is there anything else you want to add to that? Or No, uh, pretty much... Uh it kind of leans into the point that, uh, that I made earlier that when it came to um, tag team moves, Sabu and RVD were, were streets ahead of, of their opponents. Um, and yeah, yeah, the, the finish also seemed to come out of nowhere as well. Almost like they'd run out of spots to do. Come on, let's just call this a day now, lads. Let's, let's take it home and away we go. Um, so, yeah, the, the champs retain their knockoff RC tiles. There you go. And that's very backyard wrestling as well, isn't it? In fact, that's it's probably more than backyard wrestling because I know of independent companies, local companies in the UK who have WWE or WCW replica belts with their own logo just stuck on it. So it's, you know, Ridiculous. it's not a good yeah. They might as well the just cut of- it out of cardboard. The amount of big gold belt replicas with that somebody else's logo stamped on it I've seen is ridiculous. Um, not a good sign for me is when they hit this double table spot and I can genuinely remember the thought going through my head of, I hope this is the finish now. <laughs> you know, because I kind of had enough. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, the, the, they were cool spots. You, I mean, yeah, yeah, gotta, definitely. Yeah. Gotta say that there is some some cool spots, but yeah, it just it wasn't a match that that flowed well. It didn't tell a brilliant story. Um, so yeah, it was one that you you're probably not going to go back and see again in no. in any rush. No, definitely not. Uh, out of ten, then Magsy, mate, what have you got? I mean. I've seen ratings for this where people are calling it amazing, like mm. high eights, nines. It's absolutely nowhere near that. It's for the spots alone. It's it's decent for the for the the storytelling for the cohesion. Um, I mean, we've watched way better ECW yeah. matches than this, um, so I think a, a four is generous. 
Oh, okay. So going to go with a four. Okay. I, whenever I'm unsure because something seems a bit ropey, I always revert back to Steiner Booker T, Straight Jacket Steel Cage. And I think, would I watch this again over that? Or would I pick Booker T Steiner over this? I couldn't quite decide. So I'm going to go over five because that's what we get Booker enough. T Steiner. So, you know, that's Fair what enough. I've got me five out of ten. But there we go. It's a bit of a shame. And there is a lot better from ECW out there that I'm sure we will check out one of these days, you know, depending upon where the chain and the votes from the CWF take us. Yeah, going back to watch ECW matches, um, it does show that we do look at ECW uh, with through rose-coloured spectacles. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, th- some of the things that they did were, like I said, were massively innovative. Uh, they kind of like um, helped um, start the Attitude Era and some of the talent that came through ECW doors, um, absolutely uh, amazing, but it was glorified backyard wrestling. Well, yeah, you mentioned about the people who went through ECW's doors. We're massively enjoying the cruiserweight division in WCW in late 96 at the moment on Nitro Which Nights. was literally just ECW. All of those guys went through ECW yeah. first, you know? Yeah. So it, it shows how important this wrestling company was with regards to bringing people in, getting a spotlight on them, and then before they moved on to elsewhere. The Raven stuff was superb as well. That character was absolutely fascinating. When it never really clicked in WCW or WWF afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that kind of stuff with ECW as well. But this here being held up as one of the best matches they've ever had, I ain't buying that. Yeah, I ain't not. buying that. It's absolutely not. Uh, speaking of future links and votes from the CWF in the chain, Mr. Mags, where would you like to go next week if your selection wins the poll? Okay, so I've, I already, I've kind of telegraphed my original pick. Uh, I was actually going to go with um, Hakushi versus Bret Hart. Oh, okay. But then, but then I, uh, as the match started, I remembered what kind of made Hakushi stand out, um, especially in his WWF run. And it wasn't the talented wrestling because he never really got to showcase that. It was the ridiculous tattoos. Okay. <laughs> now, there's been quite a few wrestlers with ridiculous tattoos. I mean... Uh, let's not forget Lord Tenzar essentially stole this gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, Just couldn't move as well as him. <laughs> yeah. But there's one person who has, who has set the bar for ridiculous tattoos. Um, and I want to watch his, his defining moments so far in his career. So I want to go to... Um, a very recent match, the 2023 Royal Rumble, where we get to see Cordy Rhodes. Wrestling has more than one royal family. About to blow 
win at okay. Royal Rumble. Wow. Okay, I love so that the, Rumble. So the link is ridiculous tattoos, and we get to see Cody Rhodes. Yeah, okay. I don't mind. I, 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 Dan Griffin hates him, but I love Cody. I think he's great. I like him a, a lot better now yes. than I've ever liked him. Yeah. And I know as well, if that wins, there's a strong chance that Charlie will sit down and watch it with me because she loves Cody Rhodes. Cody so is her guy. We might get some Charlie uh, little tidbits of, yeah, of review. Yeah. yeah, She loved him when he was Stardust, mate. She thought he was fucking brilliant. She's always I loved think, Cody. I think... Stardust was the, the when I liked him the second most. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, she... I didn't I didn't really like him as um, part of Legacy. Uh, dashing Corny Rhodes was just a fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> it was okay when he was indie traveler Corny Rhodes, but then he he kind of ruined that with the Throne Breaker AEW Corny Rhodes, and then the. Uh, let's save the world from racism because I've got a, um, a a black wife, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. since he's come back, um, yeah, I've, to come back to WWE, I've I've really grown to be. I found myself cheering for him, which is yeah. something I never thought I'd do. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, my, this is going to be <laughs> this is quite funny, really. This is quite Dan uh, Griffin. Before even hearing your pick, well, I'm voting for Sars' pick then. He hates Cody so much. I hope he? he picks Barry Windham versus Skinner, Ric Flair, Battle of the Belts. Not, no, no, <laughs> which was an answer to the question. Never mind. Uh, funnily enough, mine is not using tattoos, but. I've, I think I've used quite a sensible link for a change. And yet I've ended up on a Raw Rumble as well. How weird is that? I mean, very. Suppose. Okay. Please pick a Cordy match, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in this. I don't think he's in this. Um, I looked at this with Rob Van Dam being in ECW and thought to myself, there must be so much better from Rob Van Dam. I mean, so I. Well, yeah, of course. So I googled Rob Van Dam's best matches, seeing if we've covered them. I had certain matches in mind, but I thought I'd just look down the list. And you get up the old uh, cage matches called Magsy, isn't it? Where people vote and give it ratings, and it works oh, yeah, like yeah. people. Yeah, okay. Going down the the list of Rob Van Dam's greatest matches in the top three, I think Connor in the chat there. Sorry, sensible link. Never thought I'd live to see the day. <laughs> um, Going down the list, there was a, a Raw Rumble match listed as one of the best matches he has been involved in. And it's that, I, that's a sad like, point on his career. If one of his best is. matches is a Royal Rumble with 29 other wrestlers. Yep, it is. And it got like, I think it's just shy of nine out of 10 or maybe nine and a bit. I suppose out of 10, it depends what the Rumble is, though. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I don't remember that one very much. So I clicked on it and had a little look. Mm. And it also turns out that there's almost like a double link because this is the first Royal Rumble where ECW originals, so to speak, took part because of when WWE had the whole, you know, one night stand stuff. And I was like, well, there you go. That, that's so effectively that, shaped right to me. Like the, is it the two that are you going for the 2002 Rumble? 
No, 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 no. I'm going when they when they bought out. Uh, sorry, when they had their own ECW brand. It's the first one of ECW. Oh, from, Jesus! From that, so it's so, WECW. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I'm gonna go because I, when I looked into it, I was like, I do remember that Rumble night. I do, and it's got one of the best finishes for a Raw Rumble ever. So I'd like to go to the Raw Rumble match from 2007, where we get a Raw Rumble itself, and then we get a little mini Undertaker Shawn Michaels match at the end. So that's where I would like to go, and I reckon that's really strange that we've gone two completely different routes, different aspects, different wrestlers, and both ended up with Raw Rumbles completely at random. That's that's so strange, isn't it? It is. So vote for man because. Man's better, quite clearly. <laughs> there we go. Finish Mag's story. <laughs> finish Magsy's story. Those are your options on the poll. We have the Royal Rumble match from 2023 or the Royal Rumble match from 2007, which, and I like that as well, because whenever a Rumble gets put forward and wins, I think you use the term palette cleanser, Magsy. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to go bloody anywhere, doesn't it, from, from a Royal Rumble. So that's always good for the and, following weeks as well. And a, even a bad Rumble is a is a good thing to talk about. There's lots and oh, lots yeah. of meat on the bone. Not I even know, it, 93 was shit. <laughs> no, I'm not saying the match was good, but there's a lot of good points to talk about. Yeah. And people we can take the piss out of. Yeah. Which works well for us, mate. Works well for it us. Does. Yes, those are your options. The poll will be up later in the week via our Twitter account. And don't worry, I've had a message or two from various people talking about Elon Musk's uh, criteria, efforts, gimmick changing. You can literally only look at like 400 posts a yeah, day. Yeah, something like that. Because he won't pay his Google cloud server go. bill. If it gets to a point where it affects us, which I very, very severely doubt it will, I will always think of something different. Me and Magsy will always work something out. Don't panic. It will be fine. We can always promote it on TikTok. There we go. Where all the kids hang. I, I don't know. I use that, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Yes. Choice of Royal Rumbles 2023 or 2007 in this week's poll. Make sure you're voting in the poll uh, later in the week, retweeting and all that great stuff. Look out for the non-wrestling topic as well. Scottish Danny, if you are still in the chat, I see you mentioning. Well, in fact, Maggie, we'll dive into the chat. And when that comment comes up, I'll talk about it then. This one. Yes, and there yet, you go. Scottish I'm Danny. yet to dip my toe into ECW. Big fan of W. Big there straight away. I don't want to read the rest of the 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 comment because he ruins it by saying he was a big fan of WWE ECW. Nobody is a fan of that. They they had a zombie as one of the wrestlers and a vampire. This is the thing. Danny tells me all the time about loving that product. My memories of it are shite. Yeah. Because of the zombie and the vampire. The vampire's valet, however, she was a bit special. I'd have her on my Shelly Martinez. Yeah. Ariel was her name, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to ask Danny, if you're still in the chat, let us know. Where's a good point to start? When does it get good? What should I put on the TV if I want to check some out? When, let us know in I the think, chat. I think it's good when Christian is the champion. Okay. I mean, Matt Hardy was the ECW world champion. Yes. Viscera and is orangutan titties was challenging for the towel. Oh my God. When the, when the final champion of your brand is Ezekiel Jackson, that's, that's when, I mean, Chris Benoit went and killed his family to avoid having to be in ECW. 
Well, that was fucking dreadful. Oh, Christ. That's how bad it was. Maxie, where can people find you, my friend? <laughs> you can find me now cancelled for, for that for that very comment. No, you can... Fuck I man. do have a Twitter. Uh, I'm definitely not going to use up my 400 post limit uh, because I don't go on it. Um, it's at... Can Pop I have Pop yours, Mag- <laughs> And we can share. I mean, I can avoid okay. it, actually, because I've got... I think I've still got five Twitter accounts, so technically I can go. look at 2,000 posts, but I'll, I'll probably look at two. Um, <laughs> but mainly you can find me on that TikTok thingamajig uh, at Podfarmer Mags, where I post daily silly videos of my chickens. There so we follow go. me there. There you go. Uh, you can follow anything I'm involved in via the network that carries this show, which is at SJP World Media. Sharon in the chat there saying, for fuck's sake, Max, which was exactly what went through my mind when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit it, Sharon. I'm going to leave it in. Fuck him. We're gonna- <laughs> yeah, let, him let him fall on his own sword. <laughs> anything i'm involved in isn't is you know you can find via the network that carries this show and that's at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and all your podcast players platforms and providers i'm also this week hosting in the corner wednesday night so please come along and join us there talking modern day wwe and more importantly this weekend just gone the money in the bank pay-per-view come and join us have a chat i don't know masses about modern day wwe so your feedback will be hugely important to me to you know basically help me along this car wreck of a show i'm gonna host i don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> but most importantly you can follow this show on facebook and twitter as well that's at chain underscore wrestling at chain underscore wrestling i have had a blast mr mags i'm so glad you're feeling better i'm so glad you're back next week a royal rumble one way or another it's gonna be interesting but i'm off now to try and download funny noises to make editing all those C words as comical as it can possibly be. Goodbye, you cunt. <laughs>